Football Trash Talk for Real Fans podcast is an unscripted and free-flowing conversation that may touch on mature subjects. While the opinions are real, the research probably isn't, and we can't help that Atticus will probably talk about the Knicks. And here we go. He trumped dudes. It wasn't just in a preseason game. He did it pretty consistently. <laughs> he left dudes saying, what happened? You better put some respect on his name when we're talking about <laughs> champion, the Davion Clown. And I'm just going on eye test here, right? Like, I like the look of this coaching staff, you know? All right, enough of this. Let's see what kind of shit we get into today. (laughs) Boy, it's all yours. Football trash talk, real fans. Draft recap. Our uh, our house Cleveland Brown fans in true Cleveland Brown fashion. You know, needed to be a little bit uh, extra and get uh, get his time on camera. So we can talk about how filthy awesome the uh, the Browns draft really was. Well, I'm, I'm uh, glad you I'm glad you kind of started out that way because my question for you was: Did you just want to admit that they had an awesome draft up front, or do you want to argue about it for 20 minutes and then decide that they had an awesome draft? So, uh, I mean, I, don't, I think there's no argument here. As 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 indicated on part one of the podcast, you know, we uh, we all agree Cleveland had a fucking stellar draft, man. You know, I mean, getting JOK, and that's just what I'm going to call him for now on. We'll just call him Joke. Yeah, that's, um, that's fair. That's fair. We can go with that. He, uh, you know, getting him uh, and not expecting him to drop as far as he did was a stellar, stellar pick. I mean, I think that I think they hit it on, on all cylinders when it came to drafting. You know, and, and not that other teams didn't. I, I think I give the Jets the nod as far as who had the best draft. I think there's a lot of A's out there in the draft. I think it's one of the first drafts I saw where where teams were actually filling holes that they needed to fill through the draft, which which typically, you know, you don't see that. You see reaching, you see, you know, going for players. Even the Eagles, right? Like, even the Eagles didn't really reach for players. Now, I know there's some Eagle fans out there that aren't happy with the Devontae Smith pick. Um, I think they're insane. Right, like we're talking about the Heisman Trophy winner. We're talking about a kid that stayed on the field the whole time. We're talking about a kid that's got good, uh, good humble beginnings, good humble qualities. You know, if he turns into Deshaun Jackson, that's another thing. But Deshaun Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, before he came to Philly, so you know, this kid Smith is. Uh, I like him. You know, I think it's a solid pick. But enough about the birds. Sure well, you, know, you know, I will I will say this about the Eagles. It's definitely harder to rate a draft like theirs because the Eagles had a bunch of needs all over the place, right? Where yeah. when you're comparing them to a team like the Browns or like, you know, uh, uh, the Ravens or, or a team like that that had a very specific need that both teams, in my opinion, addressed well. The Ravens needed uh, to retool the line a little bit and uh, get, get a couple receivers, which they did. Uh, the Browns needed to address their secondary uh, for the most part, as well, we're, uh, replaced a couple cap casualties, which they did. I think the Chargers had a really great draft. Uh, yep. They needed to get a line. Uh, they basically re- retooled their line in an off season. Um, you know, so they are definitely they're definitely out there uh, protecting Herbert. So I mean, there are a lot of teams. I, th- I think where it gets kind of hard to do is when you try to measure 
a team like the uh, the Eagles or or a team, you know, even the Giants to an extent that have a, had a few different needs that were, were pressing. Um, so, you know, they're drafting a little bit more all over the place because they're trying to fill a bunch of different things as opposed to being able to focus on one, two, one or two specific areas. Yeah. I, I do want to talk about the Giants a little bit. Um, okay. So, so the Giants, I wasn't real impressed with their draft, um, and I'll tell you why. Uh, you know, they got some good. They had some good later round picks. I wasn't real impressed with their first round pick. Who's uh, I know he's from Florida. The receiver from Florida. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Tony, Tory, whatever his last name is. Um, I, I just felt they they could have got him last year. Or they could have got him later, or there's more question marks uh, about him than other people that were still on the board. Um, and they didn't address that O line at all. Like of everything you'd think they would go after. I mean, it's great when you can list all these weapons you have, but as we saw with the uh, Cleveland Browns in in 2019, having a bunch of weapons doesn't mean anything if you can't protect your quarterback and he's running for his life the entire game. So I, I, I think they kind of missed a little bit. They picked up some picks for next year, which is great. The question is, will Gettleman still be around, uh, you know, to make those picks? Uh, you know, time will tell on that one. I just, they, they got some good talent, especially in the later round. They did make some nice selections that I liked. But I'll tell you, I just, the, the offensive line was the big need they had. I mean, Atticus was saying up and down, take a lineman, take a lineman before the draft. And then they went ahead and didn't even touch the offensive line. So uh, it's, not a single one. Yeah, not not a single one. They had six picks, which is a really light draft, right? Let's be honest. Six picks. I mean, not as light as Seattle, but uh, is it's light. There's seven rounds, so and they only had six picks. So there's that, right? Um, I agree with the wide receiver. Like he's he's decent, right? But like Pitts was the number one receiver on that team. So let's let's not even pretend that you know your wide receiver is second fiddle to your tight end. You know, there's so there's that. Uh, doesn't mean I don't like the kid, like I do. Not at twenty, right? Um, right. I've, I've seen a lot of of A's. I've seen an A plus thrown out there. I saw a C somewhere along the line as far as draft grade goes for for the Giants. You know, uh, I think I think Kuiper with a B plus is probably right on. Uh, Kuiper gets on my nerves, but the dude's been doing this for damn near three decades. So I got to give him some sort of kudos and props that he knows what the fuck he's talking about. Well, and I, I will say this about Kuiper. Like, yeah, he gets on my nerves too. But the thing about Kuiper, and I kind of agree with his draft philosophy, it's not so much just what you drafted. It's what needs to fill. And could you have gotten that piece later on and been just as happy? Right? So like we kind of are saying, like, Sure, the receiver they draft in the first round, I'm, he might he might go to be on the decks, Joe Montana, or I'm sorry, not Joe Jerry Rice, for all we know, right? But the thing is, if you draft a guy at twenty that you could have gotten at fifty six, it's a bad pick, regardless of how well he turns out to play, you know. And, and that's the thing, you know. And I, that's why I don't like reaches. Um, the, the you know the most interesting draft that uh, I saw, and I want, kind of want to get your opinion on it, was the Chicago Bears. Uh, they felt like they were throwing all kinds of caution to the wind. Uh, they traded, they gave up a couple, like a couple picks to trade up like a few spots with the Giants to nab Fields. Um, a lot of people seem to be giving them high draft grades. I guess people just like aggressiveness. I don't know because I don't like. That's great that they got Fields, and we'll see how Fields turns out. 
but I feel like he's going to get just like destroyed behind on that offense. There's nothing on that offense that he has to work with. So great. He can run around a little bit more than like say Nick Foles can uh, and he'll need to do that. But I don't think, you know, I, I, I read a thing once that says when you're picking in the top 15, your goal is to have that, that pick make it so you're not picking in the top 15 next year. Right. And I just don't, and even though they traded up to get there, I don't see Justin Fields by himself being the being the be all end all. What do you think about that? So uh, I I think uh, I think their draft is right in line with with Giants draft, right? And let me let me finish my thought on the Giants for first, right? Like Dave Gettleman got a a, a haul for those picks, right? And I think a lot of people are giving him an A, A plus for that alone, right? But like, what is that going to amount to, right? So I'm not counting that. You know, the fact that they didn't address the line needs to be something that is looked at, right? And then when you flip to the Chicago side of it, yes, they got they got Justin Fields, who may or may not be the number two quarterback in the draft, right? Time will tell. You know, it's going to be interesting. It's just like the draft that that. Uh, Darnold came out in, and all those guys came out in. Like, who? Baker was in that draft. You know, like, who's the stud? Last player taken was who? Lamar Jackson. You know what I mean? And then he was an MVP. So, you know, Justin Fields, is he going to be an MVP? I'm not going to go that far. But, like, there's a lot of people that say he's got that, that stud potential. So, I understand a move to go get him. And then you, you their second-round pick was a tackle. Right. So that being one, two, and then really solidified, you know, with some late round picks, you know, I can, you know, it's a B plus to me. You know, you went and got your quarterback, you got him a tackle, and and that's kind of what you want to do in the first two rounds. You know, uh, you hope that three through five, you know, you're filling some holes and you get potentially got some day one starters. But draft one and two, like, if, for what you set out to do, I think they did it, you know. So, good job on there. I don't think it's – like, I saw a couple A's out there, too. I'm like, no, nah, come on, man. It's not right. an A. It's not an A draft. Right. Um, you know, the, a couple of interesting trends popped up in this draft, too. Um, I feel like we saw teams more so than in the past focusing specifically on one side of the ball. You definitely saw that with the Jets. You definitely saw that with the Browns. Uh, you definitely saw that with the Bears to an extent. Um, I like that trend. I feel like that's the way you have to do it. Like like we've talked on here in the past, you draft a new quarterback, you get him a weapon, you get him a line. You got to do that kind of stuff because it's not going to do any good if you go draft a quarterback and then three you know three defensive players. It doesn't help your quarterback. You need he's not going to last long. Um, I like New York's draft. The one thing I will say to that is kind of what I said beforehand. They're just in a tough division with good coaching, uh, you know, and, and a couple established teams already. Miami had a good draft, and they were already up there. Uh, the Bills, I, I think Miami and the Bills is going to be uh, really tight this year. Um, after this draft going forward, I think, you know, it's going to be a dogfight in that division. And as much as I want to say, like, maybe the Jets will win a couple more, I think they'll be in closer games, but there's going to be a learning curve for both the uh, – the head coach and the quarterback, um, you know, it's, it's just going to be a little rough sledding. I will say you'd assume they and the Jaguars would have a similar 
draft because they were trying to, you know, they're kind of starting from the same spot. And I will say the Jets head and shoulders above the Jaguars as far as their draft goes um, that I'm, uh, you know, that I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, uh, some other trends that I noticed, uh, this whole pairing your quarterback with a guy he threw to in college, uh, that's new, maybe even to the detriment of your team, all of the Bengals picking uh, Chase with the, the fifth or sixth pick, whatever they were. I think that was a waste. Uh, the, their problem last year wasn't throwing TD passes. It was keeping their quarterback upright. And again, now they did, they did, uh, you know, they didn't completely ignore their line, but I mean, you see, you see, you saw it with the Browns, they went out and they, they redid their line in one off season. Boom. Instant difference. You're seeing it with the chargers. They, they found their quarterback. They went out and they put a line in front of them almost to the detriment of everything else. Right. That's what you got to do. And I, I just, I like Burrow. I feel bad for Burrow. I just, I don't know if I like that trend. You know, the Eagles did it. We'll see how that works out. And, uh, was it the, the... The Eagles tripled up on it, right? right. So, like, Hurts threw to Devontae Smith when he was at Alabama. And then they went and got the center, who probably wound up playing guard uh, for his first few years in the league, right? You know, or until uh, until dude decides to stop, uh, stop playing. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's it's, it's weird. You know, I don't, I don't know if we can count the Eagles, though, because it wasn't in the same draft, right? But uh, Cincinnati baffles the fuck out of me, right? I, I, I think they blew a, a prime opportunity. Now, they did go out and get a tackle in round two, right? Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. Do you, is it worth passing up on Jamar Chase? We'll see. We'll see. You know, I mean, most tackles to the side from Sewell didn't go until late in the first round and in the second round. So... You know, maybe they still got a stud. Time will tell. So I want to switch gears a little bit. Were there any players in the draft that you had your eye on, whether whether it be up front or a later round pick that you had your eye on that you were hoping the Eagles would grab and they, they just kind of skipped out on that you're you're kind of down about? Or? Well, they play, they passed over Chinook. There's that one. Um, Tony Fields second from... West Virginia. I liked him at linebacker. Uh, Both of those guys are brownies. Just going to point that out. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the Dallas pick. I mean, I wanted Parsons. Uh, let's just not pretend that that's not the case. I can't be mad with, with Smith. That's who, that's who the Eagles wanted, you know. Um, and if you think about it, right, like they traded back got a first-round pick out of the deal for next year, and then they traded up and gave away a third, essentially, to get the same guy they would have taken at six. Because Jamar Chase was going to be gone. So they essentially, I mean, I got to give it to them, man. Like, that's that's a solid move on their part. They wanted Smith all along. They got him, and they got a first rounder for next year. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're seeing there are a lot of there are a lot of savvy moves by different G- GMs in this draft. Um, you know, the, the Browns had the trade up where they they essentially traded up in the second round to get Joke, and uh, they essentially just swapped picks. They didn't they didn't really give up anything. They just went from having two thirds and two fourths to having three fourths and one third. So they didn't yeah. even give up a pick, and you know they were able to go up and get their guy. Um, you know, we've already touched on Gettleman getting uh, more picks for next year. 
Um, was there anyone whose draft you didn't particularly like? I know a bunch of people have been piling on the Raiders. Um, I don't think the Raiders have any – like, I think we're seeing the good and the bad to tying a coach into a 10-year contract. Is he just – it just seems like there's no strategy. They're just blowing things up. Like, they went out and got a really good line a couple years ago, blew it up. Uh, now they're redoing their secondary. I think they drafted, like, four defensive – like, back, like defensive backfield people. Uh, like three safeties or two safeties, and it, they just—I I couldn't tell you looking at their draft what their their goal is. Um, but aside from them, um, I think they're given an easy target. Were there any other drafts that kind of made you scratch your head? Uh, Cincinnati, we already kind of mentioned. I don't—I don't think Pittsburgh drafted impressively at all. I like their first two picks. You know, I think Najee Harris, and I think. Uh, Friar Moose, the tight end, is, they're pretty solid picks, uh, you know. But they need they need some serious offensive line help, and they need they need another backup quarterback. And they didn't go get one at all. Like they could have gotten Kellen Mond, they could have gotten Davis, they could have gotten somebody, right, right, and, you know. But they didn't. So I would say them, and then New Orleans is a weird one. Like New Orleans is is just. I don't know. I mean, they. It's it's hard to say they're in rebuild mode just because Drew Brees retired. But you know, I would have liked to see them do a little bit more. You know, they don't have anybody. They don't have a wide receiver to play with with Michael um, Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, they don't at all. Uh, they need a quarterback. They need linebackers. So they got one in the third, and that's it. Well, they got they got a linebacker in the second, but I, I just don't. I don't love the, the 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 class that they drafted. And to go back to your other other question, um, Jabril Cox, who also wound up on Dallas, uh, would have been another player that I that I would have liked to see the Eagles draft. And then uh, who's the guy that that they both they both went in the fucking division? Um, the Giants drafted uh, what's his name? Uh, Ojolari. Yeah. Which I also thought was pretty solid. Yeah, I, I was big on Gainwell, who actually ended up on the Eagles. Because like, eventually, you know, and I, I obviously belonged to a couple Cleveland things, and I kept saying Gainwell, Gainwell. And everyone's like, well, we got running backs. I'm like, yeah, but we're Hunt, we're not going to be able to keep Hunt and Chubb together forever. Like, unless they're both willing to take below market value, which why would they? Especially at the running back position where you're only, you know, you only have like a five, six year window for most running backs. Uh, why, you know, and both of them have already missed time for various reasons. Sooner or later, one, one of them is going to be a cap casualty or they're just going to want more money that we can afford to pay them. I like the idea of getting Gainwell and having him sit for a year. And then, you know, maybe Hunt leaves next year and we have Gainwell ready to step in. That was the guy I really wanted. Uh, so, you know, good pick for the Eagles there. Um, yeah, you know, and the, the, the sad thing is just you mentioned the Steelers. You know, I, I like I like Najee Harris. It seems like a solid dude. I just I feel I feel kind of bad for him because they don't have a line. Like Najee Harris, it, he's better than what they had, but now they have a much worse offensive line. And a running back in and of himself is not going to change their running game. They need a combination of things. So maybe maybe it's just hey take your lumps this year and, and next year but then they're gonna be having I mean they're gonna have to have a rookie quarterback at some point right so I just I feel like Najee Harris just went to like 
possibly one of the worst possible situations just because it's a team in flux that doesn't seem to want to admit that they're in flux and uh, they're just not drafting to what, you know, they're not drafting to build. They're drafting to kind of prop up Big Ben, but they're not even doing that in the right way, in my opinion. Um, so we'll see where that goes. I mean, but hey, you know what? Easier path for the rounds. What can I, I'm not going to complain too much about it. So, uh, so yeah, so so we we got to admit now, Browns Browns in the Super Bowl sounding kind of uh, sounding kind of nice, right? Super Bowl just yet, man. <laughs> Slow down. There's one other draft I kind of want to touch on, um, and we've kind of mentioned them a couple times already. The Dallas Cowboys had an interesting draft, in my my opinion. They drafted Parsons. They drafted uh, uh, who's the other guy you just mentioned from LSU? Cox. Cox. Um, yeah, they drafted a couple linebackers. They already had a couple linebackers. Then they turn around and not pick up Vander Esch's uh, option for you know for his fifth year option. So they 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 have a real crowded linebacker room, is what I know so far. And that, if anything, on their defense was at least in my opinion okay. I get Sean Lee left, but I, I don't know, man. Like that th- that was their one strength on the defense, right? Like you didn't question the linebacking core. And now they have a real clouded linebacking core, and they did. I guess they did pick up a couple DBs as well. Um, but yeah, they, their draft was real all over the place too. I didn't really feel good about what what they did outside of Mika Parsons, who who I liked. And and yeah, like individually their picks aren't bad, but when you look at it as a collective and what they needed on defense, I don't think I understand what they're going for. What do you think? So they needed to. Uh, so the first thing Vanderash, I, I I didn't put two and two together until I read it when they didn't sign their fifth year option, right? Like he had neck surgery. That's a pretty big deal for a linebacker, right? Right. And and he had some some health concerns coming in, right? Like he was getting hurt, uh, and then he broke a collarbone. So like he he had one solid season, and it was a monster season. Like he destroyed the Eagles in his rookie year with like 19 tackles, a fucking interception, just, just played lights out. Right. Um, but the last two years he's missed half the game. So there's that. Right. So, and then Sean Lee going. So now they, they, they draft Cox and they got Parsons and they still have, uh, Smith. Right. So I think, I think they're pretty set at linebacker. Uh, they got a quarterback. They they drafted a bunch of bunch of corners. Uh, they drafted a bunch of D ends and D tackles. Um, you know, and they got a couple linemen, right? And, and another wide receiver just just for shits and giggles. But you know, I don't I don't think it was super bad. You know, I think uh, you know they they focused on the defensive side of the ball, which I think they needed to. You know, I I I could go here and say if they're Line similar to Philly, right? If their line comes back healthy, they're a problem, right? Like it's it's that simple, right? If Philly's line comes back healthy, they're going to be a little bit of a problem for some people, man. You know, I I don't care what their record was last year; they didn't play with an offensive line that you know was day one starters through the entire season, so. You know, it, it's and I don't think Dallas did either. So, you know, that's the big question, right? Like that's going to dictate the NFC East is health on your offensive line. The Giants' offensive line, I think, is shitty. 
So there's a big question there. Um, and then there's Washington, you know, and what is, is Washington, you know, Fitzpatrick away from winning 10 or 11 games? I don't know. Maybe last year. Like Fitzpatrick on Washington last year, I think is a different story. But this year, yeah, I mean, the East is going to be tough this year. Like as much as I rag on them, like, like you said, like, you know, the Eagles are going to be tough. I'm not saying they're just, they're necessarily going to win a lot, but they're going to be a tough out. It's not going to be, I think you're going to have a lot more, uh, uh, like of a cohesive unit than you saw last year. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting how long of a leash they give Jalen Hurts. Uh, but that aside, they're going to be a tougher out. Um, Dallas, I mean, Dallas has the offense where they don't even need to necessarily have an outstanding defense. They just need to have a average to slightly above average defense uh, to, to really make some noise and, and you know, go from where they have Keep last them year. in the 20s. Keep them in the 20s and they could win like 12 games. Yeah, I mean, shoot, with that offense, I mean, that offense with under Dak before he went out was putting up 500 yards and averaging like, what, 30, 36 points or something like that? So, yeah, they, yep. I mean, they, they could give up four touchdowns a game and still win the majority of those games. So, I mean, I'm you know, I'm not I'm not going to go out and say, like, you know, uh, they're a shoe-in, but, like, you definitely – Washington's hard because I feel like Washington every year, like, no one – they're just kind of like that other team in the division that no one thinks about. And then suddenly there they are at the end with, like, you know, they're battling for first place all year round and then somehow they win. Like, I, it's just – it, it's going to be hard. I mean, right now, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm a little down on the Giants uh, just because they didn't address that line at all. And and we saw, we've seen what happens with teams when you load up the offensive side of the ball with skill position players, but don't address that line. And then your, your quarterback's running for his life the entire time. Like that, that's yep. how you get, that's how you get to six, seven wins and no more. Yep. Um, so, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, now I will say, the Giants have a better defense than uh, the, the, you know, the, I keep comparing them to the 19 Browns. They, they had a better defense than the Browns did, but I still, oof, that, that division is going to be tough. It's that's, that's going to be a tough call. Like I forget, I think I said, uh, I think we, we agreed Washington was going to win it, but I don't know, man, Dallas, Dallas could make some noise. It, it's going to be who stays the healthiest. Honestly, that's just what's going to, who gels together the quickest and who stays the healthiest. I do think Mike McCarthy still is kind of a hamstring. I don't know if he's necessarily the coach I, I'd pick to lead my franchise to the promised land, but you know that's not my call to make. So let's uh, let's spin this in a different direction real quick, and it's, yeah. it's going to make sense as we get there, right? Because okay. it's going to come back to Washington, uh, and and like this. Just so you know, I got a hard stop, so we got to. This is going to be a short version, even though it's just a Mike and Chris show. Uh, so you made a joke about Aaron Rodgers being in a Browns uniform. Mm-hmm. You give up Baker? For Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, Baker. I like you, but yeah, no no doubt. It's going to take more than Baker first off, right? Like first and foremost. Uh, you know, and, and what they're saying is probably two first-round picks, maybe a Joku. And then you get Rodgers and Josh Jackson back, right? That's that's what it, that's the the mythical trade that I've heard. Uh, I think there's two other teams that make sense for Rodgers if they do in fact trade him. One of them I mentioned that's the Miami Dolphins. I trade two all day long, you know, all day long, and, and they have the defense and the young players, and 
it's fucking Florida. So, you know, um, I think the Dolphins have a realistic, if they are going to trade them, they have a realistic shot at, at making that happen. The, the, the other team, in my mind, there's probably two more. I don't like Denver, so I'm not going to talk about that, right? But I think the Washington football team would be a completely different team if Aaron Rodgers was a quarterback. Right. They'd be scary. Scary. Insane. So what do you, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers? I know, I know uh, your better half's not there right now, but, you know, that's your boy, so. Yeah, you know, it's – I mean, this is what happens, man. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is one of those dudes who he's cool, he's calculated, and he doesn't forget. And, like, I think the stat is what? In the last 10 drafts, they drafted one offensive player, and it was the backup quarterback in the first round, like, the last 10 years or however long it's been. I mean, I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Like, Aaron Rodgers – I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers is good for five, six wins a year by himself, right? Like, with nothing, like, literally just hiking the ball from the line and throwing it to whatever you have out there, wide receiver. He's good for five, six wins by himself, um, regardless of the, you know, the skill positions you have around him. So why, you don't even, like, make an attempt, like, I'm sorry, like, as the news is breaking, like, I'm watching it with Liesl at the sports bar down in Hollywood, Florida, and she just, and, and again, at the end of the day, they didn't even have that horrible of a draft, but it just feels like, it almost felt like they went out of their way to antagonize him. Like, yeah, you, you're going to do this. Well, guess what? We're going to take the second best DB on on George's team for our first round pick because Law wired Rodgers. Like, yeah, I, like don't get me wrong. I'm I'm sold on Baker. He seems to flourish in this offense. But if you're telling me I can give him Njoku up, who wants out anyway, and a couple first rounds for Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you'd have to consider a Super Bowl favorite, like at least contenders at that point, right? Like, like, I mean, yeah, I, I don't see how, how like, yeah, if that trade's anywhere close to being on the table, yeah, so, sorry, Baker, I like it, and you can come back and be a Brown sometime in the future, but I will take, like, I will, I will take that trade a hundred times over. Now, if you're Washington, who do you, who do you, who would you give up as Washington, though? So, they, they'd have to give up a couple, for, a couple first rounders, uh, a couple second rounders, Fitzpatrick. And maybe some other player thrown in there, just for Rodgers. I think it takes two ones, two twos, and Ryan. Where the 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 hypothetical Browns trade you saw was just Mayfield, a couple firsts, and Joku. Because I'll take that right yeah. now. Like I, that's yeah. that phone call better at least get made, right? Like I don't. Yeah. Because the Joku, the Joku on our team's a non-factor. Obviously, we wouldn't need Baker if we had Rodgers. And if we're winning the Super Bowls, I'll. I'll give up a couple 30-second picks, you know? Like, crap. You know, and, and you could find somebody in a third, fourth round in the next – I mean, call me crazy, but, like, we've seen really good quarterbacks come out of college the last few years, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a new wave of quarterbacks coming in. And, you know, you're finding players, man, so they can get somebody late first round, second round. You know, so if if they were to make that trade, it's you know Aaron Rodgers thirty seven, so you got three years to find his heir apparent. Three years. Yeah, yeah, easily. Well, even more. I mean, Brady, Brady's how old and he's doing it. Aaron, I have no reason to believe that Aaron Rodgers can't at least play till forty three at a high level. Like he might not be Aaron, like he might not be two thousand twenty 
Aaron Rodgers for the next six years. But I feel like 80% of 2020 Aaron Rodgers is still like a top 12 quarterback, right? So, I mean, especially especially like behind a good line and, and some uh, that running game, like that running game, now the pressure's not on him. Man, you got, oof. This is a whole podcast in and of itself you just opened up. I got, I got a hard stop, too. I got a couple more minutes here, and then I got to get going because I got somewhere to be at 630. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, do, you have any, do you have any teams that uh, you, you totally redo your over-under projections for? I know we haven't gone through all of them yet. Um, I think uh, I think we need – I think we did a – this is a way too early projection for over-unders. You know, maybe once training camp starts July, August, we redo, right? I think we should do a fantasy show. I think we should redo this. Um, you know, as far as the over-under goes, because I'll probably redo the Giants. Um, I just, I think I'd probably redo the Jets. Dallas is an anomaly. I don't think anybody else, really. I mean... Based on who honestly, we've done, based on who we've done, I'd, I'd honestly give Dallas a couple more wins just based on paper right now. Because um, yeah. like I said, that, that team in that division, they have the offense. They just need their defense to be average to slightly better than average and they're going to make some noise just because they like we said they just need to be able to hold teams to four touchdowns which shouldn't be impossible to do um yeah it's gonna the east is gonna be tough this year like the the north is kind of gonna be like you know the browns division Uh, like it's gonna be real top heavy but the bottom is not gonna be great um yeah but uh the one last thing I want to tease is I did talk to my uh, friend who got drafted a few years ago. Uh, you know, he played for a couple different teams. Actually, I think I'd have to look it up. I know he played in the Canadian Football League. I want to say I know they were in the Grey Cup. I don't know if he won the Grey Cup, so I'd have to look at that. But uh, yeah, Landon Cohen's a friend of mine, um, and uh, he agreed to do a show. So I'm going to work those details out with him. So kind of, I figure that'll be nice as we have this interlude until the uh, preseason. Just kind of talk to him about what getting prepared for the draft was like what visiting team locker rooms were the best, stuff like that. I think that might be a fun little podcast we'll have here in a couple weeks. So I just wanted to tease that a little bit. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I'm glad we got a chance to do this today because uh, I know this is, like, short for us. But, uh, yeah, that, that last one was kind of rough. And uh feel kind of bad because I know Gorky had some good points, and I don't remember yep. what they were at this point. So sorry, Brandon. Uh, I know Atticus had some stuff to say about the uh, – I know he talked about the Knicks. I remember that much. But, uh, yeah, I got bits and pieces of what everyone was saying, so. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, man, oof, we're, just out of curiosity, where did you read about that uh, that pie-in-the-sky Browns-Baker-Mayfield trade for Aaron Rodgers? ESPN. I'm going to have to go look that up. Seven teams. They, they mentioned seven teams that, that make sense, right? Uh, and they, they, they mentioned why it's only these seven teams. Like, they're not going to trade them in the, in the, in the division. It's not going to happen. Right. Right. Um, you know, they're not going to trade them to, you know, you're not going to, like, Kansas City's not going to give them a patch for homes. So there's that. Right. Right. Like, and they just, you know, so the logical teams that they they can make a draft for to, um, they mentioned Tennessee, which would be fucking super interesting as well. Um, the Raiders, the Broncos, Dolphins, they did mention the Giants. Mentioned, uh, and then uh, the Browns and Washington. Mm. One quick question, then we'll I'll let you get out on this. Uh, why is it so? We've had, this is like the the third major quarterback that's been talked about getting traded this year. We've had Deshaun Watson, who 
We don't even know who's going to play next year now. We had Russell Wilson, which was a thing for like two and a half weeks, and then that just got smoothed over there in Seattle. And now Aaron Rodgers. Every single one of these guys has been linked to the Raiders for some reason. And for the life of me, I can't figure out other than maybe wanting to live in Vegas why all these quarterbacks are getting linked to the – because there's why would you want to go play Patrick Mahomes twice a year? Why would you – like th- that, that team doesn't seem to have any clue of what it's trying to do. There are some weapons there, I'll give you that. But – like I said, they blow up the, they put together a great line, then they blow it up. Now their secondary is horrible, and it just I don't. Why do you think all these quarterbacks are getting tattooed just to go play with John Gruden? Is that they're just ESPN trying to throw John Gruden a bone? What What do you think? Maybe I mean, there's a few places I would want to play, and Vegas is probably one of them, right? Like Vegas, just just off of the it, just off of the city, not necessarily because you think the team's gonna make it, but just like yeah, like so so like Miami. Uh, uh, Vegas, California, maybe somewhere in California, just because of the city. No, I don't want to play in California, man. Taxes. California. Okay, all right. Well, the taxes, and it's a fucking cesspool right now, man. California is drowning. Right. It's in bad shape, man. Right. You know, and, and so in Vegas, you're close enough to Cali without having to be in Cali, right? So, like, if you have aspirations off the field and you're in Vegas, you're close enough. Right. Same thing with Arizona. I'd play in Arizona. So if if uh, if there were trade talks for Michael Loy, just based not worried about what the specific team, uh, like and what the team could possibly do, but just city wise, where where's Michael Loy? Uh, where where do we see uh, fullback Michael Loy taking his talents to? First off, I'm a tight end or linebacker, but <laughs> you know we'll say tight end. You know, but uh, I would say Miami. I can't. I'm not going to say nothing bad about Florida. That's for sure. I'm going I'm to say Miami because I could live in the Keys, you know, and work in Miami. That would be the life. So I'm going to do, uh, yeah, definitely Miami. Uh, I'm going to say Vegas would be on the list. Arizona, some of the places we already talked about. The other one I'm going to throw out there is uh, Buffalo, and the only reason why I'm going to say Buffalo. Is because if you happen to be the big name free agent that goes to Buffalo and then they win a Super Bowl within like the next two years, they're going to name a street after you. Whether you were like the major contributing factor or not, they're going to name a street after you, right? So they might change the town's name to you, right? It might right. No it could be, be Buffalo. <laughs> it could be Lloyd, New York. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Buffalo would be there just because they would name a name the city after you if if you were the the missing piece that got them a Super Bowl. Uh, Cleveland, to an extent, might be like that, but Buffalo has the proximity to New York, uh, New York City, and all that. So, Buffalo would be there just solely because they would rename something after me. And if there's anything I want in my life, is to have something named after me. So, well, when I build my island, Chris, I'll name the street after you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate all it. All right. I think we should get out of here on that. Just want to say, uh, go Browns, Super Bowl, Super Browns. Uh, all right. I'm not. Go ahead, man. Go (laughs) birds. I'll catch you later, man. All right, man. Bye. Bye. Well, everybody, that wraps up our show for this week. Thanks for listening. Here's a random weekly fun fact for you. With four Super Bowls between these three men, Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and Aaron Rodgers, have each played exactly 16 seasons donning the green and gold of the Green Bay Packers.
Anyway, this has been the Football Trash Talk for Real Fans podcast. It's been a pleasure, and as always, F.O.T. Stay safe out there.